All right, guys. So for this podcast, I have Mr. Oliver. Uh, he is an executive coach. Um, so hit him up on his website. Um, I'll make sure to go ahead and uh, tag that in the description. Uh, this is probably one of the funner conversations that I've had. We kind of range around um, fitness, fasting, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, housing. We just had a variety of topics um, and a lot of stupid jokes. I mean, obviously, I'm anti-PC, so I always said a lot of dumb shit, but it was fucking fantastic. I, and I hope you guys enjoy this as, uh, as much as I did. So wait, where are you at right now, Mr. Worldwide? <laughs> I'm back in the UK now, man. Are you? Um, yeah, moved into a new house in the UK, um, in Birmingham, which is like the center of the of the UK, um, with a few of my friends, man. So, yeah, little little base to work from um, and run my business, man, which is cool. Yeah, dude, it's looking minimalistic and uh, and pretty modern out there, man. <laughs> Bro, I got I got a new uh, canvas painting, man. You know how it is Hell for the yeah, for the office. Hey, yeah, um, how was the process? How long did it take you to get the house? Uh, it, it wasn't too long, man. My, my friends kind of set it up because they lived here already. And I basically just moved in, man. It was easy. So oh, shit, I was a lazy one. I didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, as long as it's not too bad, you know, I mean, you get the flexibility to go wherever the hell you want, right? Yeah, man. That's that's the good good thing. Yeah. So excited, man. How was your, your vacation that you were on? I mean, your life's a vacation, was, you know, but <laughs> my life's a vacation. The man. most recent one. My most recent, yeah. yeah. I, I spent a month in Portugal, man. It, it was great in Lisbon, which is the capital. Went over because yeah, the weather in the UK was rubbish, and obviously the whole COVID thing, right, was was just terrible. So um, I wanted to get away, so I went over for a month, and I, I worked, um, visited a couple of friends there as well. Mm. Had my sister come out too for a few days, which was great. And yeah, just just kind of like explored the city, man, which um, I actually visited back in October mm. last year. And I had some really good experiences from the place. Like I just got a really good vibe. So I went back, yeah. did a whole month there. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so glad I did. It was it was fantastic. You didn't find Mrs. Rowanwar over there or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Portuguese and Brazilian girls, man, they're amazing, bro. Seriously, like just like the way that they look, but also just like their manners, bro. They're, they're yeah. just very like feminine and like nice and friendly and stuff and uh-huh. you know they got good skin good hair i love it man it's great yeah man it's it's all it's all those are the vibes right over there because over here man all these ghosts out here fucking the ghost ass females i'm like no nah, i'm good <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean since we're in la there's like so much variety but like in regards to the whole rest of the country forget it bro everyone's fucking from twilight edward cullen and shit <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're into that, that's cool, right? If you're but into I'm the not, bro. I'm trying to be with you. <laughs> like you said, if you're cool with that, that's cool. But I ain't. That's why I'm like, I gotta yeah. live your lifestyle, bro. <laughs> Damn. So you were there for uh, for a whole month. What other activities do you do? Yeah, for a month. So obviously, I was trying to work. Um, I, I I came on the podcast. I think when was it? Maybe last year at some point. I think yeah. when I got back from Dubai, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah so it was I came like on. Before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for the audience that don't know, I run a um, health coaching business, which kind of helps busy professionals, business owners, executives, you know, transform their body. Um, and everything I do is online, which is great. So I did a bit of work whilst I was there, mm. but I also had a couple of friends over there that I wanted to visit, uh, actually through Twitter, a guy called Dave Mendez. So okay. I went over to meet him. Um, and man, I just wanted to like explore the city. And I, I wanted to go to a country where I didn't know the language because I've always wanted to know, like traveling on, on your own, mm-hmm. what is it like to go to a country on your own and just not know the language? Like, how, how do you like adapt and how do you like, you know, how do you get on and all that kind of stuff? And um, it was a big experience, man. Like, yeah, it, it was tough to begin with, but then you find people that speak English, you pick up a little bit of the, the local lingo in, in your suite. So um, it was a mix of things, man. I can't really, I didn't really go over there with an intention of doing specific things. Um, it really was just to see a new city. That's a whole ass vibe, bro. See, this is what I mean by trying to live your life. I'm like, just let not no agenda. Just kind of go with the flow. Don't rush it. Kind of live like the locals as you can and whatnot, you know. But I mean, all I all I know is I was seeing the cafecitos and shit. I was like, damn, he's living it up. So <laughs> you went a few pool yeah. parties, right? Yeah, yeah. So um went to a few like big nights out yeah. the beach clubs there are fantastic like the one of the parts of lisbon that people need to visit is like 
forgot what it's called, but it's like just over this bridge. Yeah. And it's called like the, ah, that's it, Costa del Capricorn. And it's just a load of like unspoiled beaches going across like the coast of uh, Portugal, just past Lisbon. And like the water there is really, really cold, but it's just like beautiful in the sense that like the beaches are unspoiled. They're very sandy and things like that. Uh-huh. And then they have these like dotted around that just these beach like clubs and like these beach bars on the, on their side and like it was peak winter uh, peak summer when I went so the weather was thirty degrees um, what were you Celsius not Fahrenheit yeah Celsius we're, that's we're what we used the stupid one we're the retarded one <laughs> I never know the difference between Fahrenheit and Celsius man yeah. I, I still don't know but it was like thirty degrees Celsius man um, amazing food and and the seafood there is what it's about man the yeah. seafood excellent because everything's on the coast there so the food that you get oysters mussels shrimp all of that kind of if you're into that it's like some of the best stuff that you'll ever have so enjoying good food you know networking meeting good people um yeah it was just it was just a whole whole vibe man oliver's like muscles for the muscle baby Have you been I actually wanted to uh, I wanted to get a, a photo with some muscles and then do a, an Instagram caption with that exact line. Fuck just yeah. to, I was going to do it, man, but they didn't actually sell any muscles, man. I was like, you've ruined my Instagram photo for a day, you know? <laughs> this is how I make my living, you filthy cunt. <laughs> you goddamn bring me the muscles, bro. <laughs> hey, man, but, uh, but uh, have you been to Cancun? No, man. I, I wanted to go to... Um, Mexico, man, for sure, and Tulum, but Cancun, I've never been to, man. What's it like? I haven't been. That's on my bucket list soon. Uh, if not soon, by next year, for sure, like, depending on the, on the weather and stuff, but, like, spring break. Uh, assuming sure. we're not all, like, locked back down again. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but everyone loves it. Everyone that I know, like, from over here in SoCal, and they're, like, 800, 900 bucks per person, like, all-inclusive everything. You eat, like, a fucking king, like, lobsters, unlimited drink. Because everything's, like, dirt cheap over there. And I'm just like, yeah. damn, bro. I'm like, even, like, my poor friends are living their best life out there. I'm like, y'all are on live like a king, the man. unemployment. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I need to visit Mexico, man. That's definitely on my list. That's definitely got to be a hit list for you. If, especially since you like those whole vibes, you know? So, I mean, I'm like, I think it's perfect for you. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, man. There's something that I wanted to bring up as well, because uh, you're a huge proponent of it. Every time I log on to Twitter, I see you mention it. And, like, it's a, yeah. it's a sick-ass, like, reminder for me to... Because you're a big proponent of getting, like, vitamin D, getting the sun in, getting soaked in that Yeah. Sun. So I'm an idiot, so I don't really even know what the health benefits are, although there obviously is some, and, and being brown, obviously. But what? why do you emphasize on that? What are the benefits and, and what other people can reap if they're not, like, actively aware of the the full benefits of that yeah really good question so vitamin d is going to regulate a lot of your hormones within your body and it's really going to regulate your mood and kind of like how you feel so you know that people that don't get lots of vitamin d they tend to be people that are kind of quite low energy and they can also negatively impact like testosterone and we know that in men testosterone is the number one hormone the number one driver to you know build muscle feel good but also a lot of things that people forget is muscle no, testosterone is all about thinking clearly, right? And being able to regulate your thoughts and your decisions. So when someone's low testosterone, a lot of people think, oh, he's a skinny, weak little bitch or whatever it is, right? Yeah. But actually what it is, is these guys that can't think straight when they're not on, their testosterone is not optimal. So as a business owner, as a, you know, a father, as a husband, whatever you you are in your life, your decision-making is not as good and your head's not as clear. So I always say to people, look, you know, if you optimize your testosterone, you're not just getting these physical benefits, but you're also getting the, you know, better decisions made. And vitamin D is going to have a big effect on that. So when it comes to vitamin D, the number one source obviously is the sun, right? So, you know, if you're lucky and you're able to travel, then I always say, you know, try and get vitamin D from the natural source, which is the sun. Even if it's 10 to 15 minutes a day, going for a walk out in nature or going walk into the gym or to the shops to get that hit of vitamin D because it's much stronger than the supplements. Now, the second option is actually supplementation, which you can take through tablet form. Um, I think there's other forms as well, but it's never as... The impact is never as great as the natural source, right? As as, as the sun. So um, vitamin D is really important. And I think most people in the West are actually deficient when it comes to vitamin vitamin D. Like when I look outside now, it's uh, August here in, in the UK, yeah. and it's raining, man. Like oh, it's supposed really? to be our summer and the, and the hottest time. Yeah. So you know, 
it's very easy for people in the, in you know, the West or you know where the weather's bad to, to be very deficient in vitamin D. Mm. So definitely supplement if you can't get access to the sun, um, especially in those winter, winter months. Mm. No, that's definitely like a good thing to do. That's that's the one thing I like about being out here, like in Southern California. It's it's almost always sunny, even during like fall and winter. Like for the majority of the time, it's it could be rainy for like a week or two, but then it just regulates automatically. So that's that's the one thing I like about over here. But I don't know why. Like I've always had like this little thing in my head. I'm like people in Hawaii are generally a lot more happier, and I'm like, is that because of the sun? Is this because of the vi- island vibes or what? Because I I've realized like there's been some studies that like in other states that aren't like on the west coast or like florida or, or stuff of that like there a lot of the people are really depressed especially like in seattle and new york you know sure i definitely think there's a link because a lot of the places i've traveled to which are tend to like mediterranean very like tropical climate mm-hmm. people there i wouldn't say they're more kind of financially well off or you know their income's not as high i wouldn't say that you know they have access to any more than other people i think potentially have access to less but the fact that their lifestyle is so outdoors so sunshine right and and beach and that kind of thing and um i would say active really does have an impact on your mood because every day when if you're waking up and it's gray clouds it's raining right you're covered away from the sun which makes you feel terrible um and it stops you from doing the things that i think as a human you need to do right which is go out and socialize um exercise because no one wants to exercise when it's raining outside you gotta jump in the car you gotta drive to the gym it just makes you feel um really bad um and then it's the vitamin side of things as well right it's getting the nutrients from the sun from good food as well mm-hmm. i think all of these have a really big impact on like your happiness right um so i definitely would say that i think generally and of course there's you know people and countries that are going to be uh, the exceptions but overall i do think that uh, a warm climate makes you a happier person i think so too i think people underestimate the power of what like your environment is and, uh, and that's one of the things i realized like during covid because before i was working um in the office right but then i be- i started working over here and like my place was a dump and i was like oh, i gotta modernize it up because i'm getting fucking depressed here you know yeah I like, I yeah sunlight i need to like get some modern furniture some lights and like i ended up doing all that and that had like a progressive mood on me and although like that's just the environment I was in because I was I was here for about eight hours right before I went back to um, like outside the outside world being able to get a piece of that environment but I was like what I, I need to adjust like what I am and it sounds like some cheesy like hippie girl shit too but I'm like dude no it, it actually has like a serious fucking impact man it really does yeah for sure man agreed uh, in regards to um, I guess like as, as a coach in particular what differentiates you from the majority of the other people um, that are teaching online essentially what 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 are, what are the differences that you, do you offer on your end and that you specialize in yeah for sure so i'd say the first thing that makes me kind of different is i work specifically with busy professionals and executives so guys that have work a corporate career have lots going on within their life lots of stress not much time and they want to kind of optimize for that um and that's where kind of i'd say the speciality of, of what i do comes in we also look at not just their diet and you know we don't just give them a diet plan and a training program and say hey you know go get on with it mm-hmm. what we do is we look at the whole lifestyle and we look to kind of optimize that in the best way possible so we look at things like their recovery which as a high performer is really important so how they're sleeping we kind of track their sleep and, and look how that goes we also look at things like mobility and posture because as somebody that you know sits at a desk all day right you're probably pretty hunched over shoulders are mm-hmm. are rounded you're getting a lot of back pain now that repeated over a long period of time is going to cause a lot of stress and a lot of problems so a lot of mobility work is is what we do with clients too mm-hmm. uh, and then just generally lifestyle things that you know this is probably the hardest part it's kind of like how do i include alcohol into my diet and still stay on track right how do i go to entertain a client and still you know make sure that i'm losing fat and, and not completely ruin my diet so mm-hmm. a lot of coaching around that is is very important and i'd say i think where we're very successful on the program is we kind of guarantee that people get results so um you know by the end of the 90 days if people don't get the results we set out we actually work with them for free because like we guarantee that when you sign up you get results like even if it takes longer and you know if it takes longer then it's on us so you know we offer that guarantee with the idea that we want to get you results by 90 days because yeah. we don't want to work for free or i don't want to work for free right so um yeah it's, it's just a, a very specialized program very tailored to the individual and 
it's very focused on sustainability. So a lot of diets out there, you know, keto diet or like I'm going to do no carb or the shake diets, they're never sustainable. People get very short term results, but they don't learn anything. They gain the weight back and that's just terrible for their overall mindset, their life, their health makes them feel shit about themselves. So we try and do things sustainably, sustainable weight loss, sustainable muscle gain, and yeah, just really help people build this as a lifestyle so they can carry it on for years to come. See, that's that, that's that executive coaching, ladies and gentlemen. So, hey, it works for free <laughs> if it doesn't fucking work, so get on that shit. But I, I wanted to ask you this as well too. Um, how do you, since you're pretty much online, how do you, um, determine that they're working smart you know like at the like they're, they're having proper form do you make them record how they're performing their sets and send it to you or, or how do you operate that yeah definitely so again this is will depend on the client so if a client is very kind of experienced with their weight training we will yeah get them to just kind of crack on with the exercises that they can do because we know that they're already competent if they've trained for a while now if they previously had injuries or they're quite new to training then um, what we'll do is we'll do a little form check on their first session so i'll get them to record exercises on their first session and just send them over to us mm. uh, this way we can kind of you know see where they're going wrong make sure they don't get injured and things like that mm. but with every client that comes on they get access to every video tutorial um, for each exercise through the exclusive app that we've got so we do put things in place to make sure things are done properly so they can watch the video before doing it um, and things like that because even if you've been training for a while you could have picked up bad habits so actually having a, a video there to help you is um yeah really really important mm -hmm. no yeah because that's one thing that i like i realized in particular well, that, that I was curious about in regards to like online coaching, because for the longest time I had been, I, I actually resonated to one of your tweets from like, oh, like a while back. I think you posted it recently, but I guess like a while back personally, it was like, um, it, it, it was, it was in a quality workout that I had. It was just like, I was putting a shit ton of effort and it was like, I just wasn't working efficiently, you know, and I was just wasting a bunch of time and digging around and I wasn't properly utilizing like my chest and triceps and shoulders and, and so forth, you know? So that was one of like my major things. And I'm like, now I'm like a huge opponent. I'm like, if you're unsure, if you're not getting the results that you want, like definitely get a fucking coach. Like don't beat around the bush. It's so fucking worth it. It's a small investment for a lifetime of results, you know? 100%. And um, you know, as, as a coach, it kind of, me kind of making that point, it's kind of like, oh, well, he's just trying to sell me something. Right. But yeah. you know, I, myself, I have a coach when it comes to my business. I've had a coach before in regards to, to my health. I've had yeah. a coach for lots of different things. And, and the thing is what it's going to do is it's going to stop you from making the same mistakes and going down the same road. And it's all about time, right? Because with a coach, they can fast track you from there to there. Whereas when you're doing things yourself, you're going, oh, does this yeah. work? What's this course like? Oh, I'm going to go on YouTube, see what this fitness influencer is saying. And then you kind of just got all this information. You don't have, they know how to pile it together. Mm -hmm. And really that's actually creating you more stress because you're doing all these things and not getting any extra benefit. Um, whereas if you get a good coach and of course do, do your due diligence in who you want as your coach and make sure they're credible, but um, they will just do massive things and, you know, find these little tweaks, right? That you were nearly there. To, to just fix and then your results will go like that and then yeah. you'll be like wow i'm so glad that i actually um invested in something like that so i'm a big fan of coaching um, i think everyone should do it for, for things they want to get better at definitely and like you said it's all based on like the style and everything and and even for the people that are listening they're like oh they're just trying to sell me something i'm like yes but the fucking results that you're getting back more I mean, you're you're saving yourself from risk of injury and then you're again you're accelerating your gains so in regards to uh, potentially having a zigzag around the lines and everything like that, you're you're going to go in a straight a straight line up. You know that graph of gains, hypothetically speaking, is going to start progressing and stacking on and on in each other. So, I mean, I recommend it, and I say that as someone who like who didn't want to coach for long. They're like, oh, I could do it. Oh, YouTube University, and I'm like, no. When you have someone actually actually guiding you, it's 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 a huge fucking difference, man. Yeah. So true. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, man. Um, but how is it over there in the UK in regards to um, to COVID? How are they handling that right now? So it's actually been quite good over here. We've actually had access to like everything's open now, which is great. Is no more masks. Yeah, clubs are open. There's like they've just got rid of all the restrictions, which is great. Um, the only hard thing is obviously the travel restrictions. They're still like PCR tests. They're pushing really hard for the vaccine over here, which is a bit crazy. So yeah. Um, yeah. 
basically in the, uh, I think it's September next month. If you don't have double vaccination, you're not allowed in a club, right? Like this is oh, crazy. Really? So you're not allowed in a club. Yeah. So they're doing like these vaccine passports for clubs, which young people are not happy about at all. Um, but I found like a lot of people in, in, you know, aside from myself and a few people I know, a lot of like British people are pushovers, man. Like, you know, they just let like, they don't fight or like, say anything bad about stuff they just accept whereas i find that like americans right like obviously there's some americans that they're very pro-vax and that's fine but like the, the people that are anti-vax they're like fucking opening their states they're partying yeah. they're like rioting man they're like you know they're put making their opinion known man and i was yeah. thinking i'm thinking you know what british people could do with that like if you don't believe in something i, I believe that you should voice that right and yeah. you'd be strong in, in your views whereas i feel that British people kind of getting walked over a little bit and, you know, they could take a few tips from, from people in the U.S., man. No, yeah. At least where I'm at, I'm not getting, like, not many of those people that are, like, rebelling against, like, the vaccine because th there's power in the people, but the people don't realize that. The government needs to be scared of the people, not the other way around, and that's, that's so fucking that's huge. But, um, yeah, a lot of the people that I know in particular are, like, they're literally like bullying you if you don't get the vaccine. I'm like, damn, you brainwashed, brainwashed, huh? I'm just like, like people will literally like mock you for it. Like, oh, what do you think it's gonna put a tracking chip in you? You think it's gonna change your DNA? I'm like, if you don't need it, you don't need it. I'm like, and then the funny thing is, I think you've seen that tweet that it's like, oh, your body, your choice, right? If you wanna get abortion, yeah. get abortion. If you don't wanna get the vaccine, don't get it. And then when you tell them that they're like, no, I'm like, you know, you're just a fucking hypocrite. You don't even know what the fuck you're saying anymore, dude. It's like, if I don't wanna get it, I don't wanna get it. But I do think they're gonna get to that point where, gonna, where they're gonna start uh, restricting um, access to places. My brother lives in San Francisco. Um, and they sent him like a QR code with his vaccine card because he got the vaccine. I'm like, I'll oh, props to you. I don't want to get it. But yeah, anywhere he goes in now, he has to scan it. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I'm like, is that like a telltale sign for where we're going to go? Because now they're doing polls like on ABC and like CNN that are like, oh, should Los Angeles require uh, the QR codes? I'm like, oh, Lord, please. No, I really don't want to fucking do that. Man. I'm like, that's just that's too much. We're just giving up too much power. Like you said. Like a certain part of the U.S. is like is against it and they're fighting it, but like at least where I'm at, they're just so liberal and then they're just you know they're like, it, I feel I they're both in my eyes sheep personally because like it's like, oh I want my guns or like and then they're like oh I want the vaccine I'm like there's two worlds there's no in between I'm like you can't have rational thought with not getting the vaccine and wanting guns like just to put point out like two obvious things right. But exactly. it's just it's just fucking amazing to me I'm like it, it's one or the other there's no fucking middle I'm like you have to be able to critically think before leaning towards one or the other. So I, I'm like, I hope that you guys are like, I, I don't know how you guys are like with the media and everything like that, but I have so much like bad shit about the US that I'm like, and I feel like I'm alone out here, bro. I'm just like, it's yeah. Just and then we'll like all the chicks that are like bomb as hell lean to the left. So I mean, if you want to get like some, you gotta fucking yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get five vaccine shots, bro. <laughs> so it's like yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a it's a crazy time at the minute and i think yeah. as well like when polio was going on and all these other things like nobody asked you if you had the vaccine right and when yeah. there was previous pandemics nobody was like there was never this big divide but mm. what the media has, has created is a divide of anti-vax and vax right yeah. just two separate groups of people and they've done this on purpose because you know for them they profit you know the media profits mm -hmm. they get more clicks all of this kind of stuff like outrage always pays well um and, and me like i don't even sit on the left or the right like i personally choose to not take the vaccine but my mum who's a little bit older is in a high risk factor she's i said to her it's probably good if you take it right because you're a bit older and you have a higher chance of potentially getting negative effects from it mm. whereas me as a young healthy guy right my risk factor is so low so why can't we take personal choice towards this right and why can't everybody make a decision for themselves on whether it's right without kind of the media saying oh you should do this you should do that mm -hmm. to me like when things are being pushed and it doesn't make sense and it's not logical there's something else going on right and i don't want to put like my tinfoil hat on here but you know what i mean oh, it's I'll kind of like shit on right now dude. <laughs> it, it, it way, it's way more about control um you know having a, I wouldn't say manipulate, but just kind of having a, control is the right word, right? Just control yeah. of a population and 
being able to segregate them in, into two categories. Mm. Um, and, you know, these big companies are profiting off it, right? You know, the likes of Amazon, you know, these big wealthy companies, mm. all of these guys are, are, are making even more money and the small businesses are getting shut. And, you know, what, why is that happening, right? Like, why is that happening? If there's a 99.9% .9 survival rate, why is all why is all this happening? Why is this big distribution of wealth? Like, yeah. you need to look past the, you know, the what what the media is saying and actually what's going on in the background because mm -hmm. the impact it's having on society it, it is much greater. I think. Mm -hmm. I like you said, like not to put like a temple hat, but I'm gonna still put that shit on. I do feel like <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what it is because I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna be like so quick to jump the gun, but I will say something seems extremely fishy. You know, just something seems off. Yeah. I don't, whether it's Does, just for the yeah. media to profit, whether they're doing shit on the, behind the scenes while all this chaos is going on, I don't know. But something seems really off, personally. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think as well with a lot of the like statistics that you see, like all the statistics are so warped, right? Mm -hmm. So they did a, a statistic the other day that said like, oh, X amount of people have not been vaccinated. To, to basically say that you know lots of people are, are, are saying no to the vaccine but that was actually when the vaccine wasn't even out right yeah. so like that data is completely wrong because there wasn't even no vaccine available but they've included them into the, the studies or, or the the whatever they the, their, their news article yeah. and it's the same with um you know like the, the cases right so when deaths deaths have gone down right for the vaccine which is uh, for covid which is great because people are fighting it off with the immunity and things like that but what the news report is they report how many cases are there like who cares about cases nobody yeah. cares right like yeah. what matters is how many people are dying right and how serious is it the truth is not many people are dying from it like they were before mm -hmm. which shows that either the vaccine is working a little bit or the natural immunity of having a healthy immune system and looking after yourself is is, is actually doing its thing which yeah. again i think is crazy no government has talked about a healthy lifestyle or always talked about how to optimize your nutrition Right. And this is all about health. And I think, well, again, something fishy is going on, man. I don't know what it is, but, um, you know, in these times, you've got to be, like you said, a critical thinker and um, you've got to go with your gut and realize that potentially there is something going on and make your own choice. Yeah, I agreed. And like I said, there, there are people that are, that are quick to judge and rush. And I'm like, no, I'd rather take the way where I take care of myself. I eat good. I work out. Just do what you can for yourself, right? And the, and the fact that it, it's fucking crazy that society and the and the media and everything. I hate sounding like a Trump supporter right now because I'm not. But it sounds like <laughs> we're just talking about the media. But like it's fucking crazy how like people who work out and decide to take care of their own body like with their own hands are considered like below people who are willing to take the shots that are that are like willing to take the easy way out. That's fucking insane to me. How are you gonna look down on somebody that's willing to elevate themselves on a personal level? And I'm like, is that a, do you have that sense of superiority to make yourself feel better because you can't do that yourself? That's like something like what I've kind of like thought about myself. It's just fucking insane, man. Did you hear that they, they're making you take booster shots now though too on top of the two vaccine shots? I've heard, yeah, the yeah. third shot. It's crazy, yeah. I am like... Yeah. <laughs> it's wild, man. And and yeah, I mean, on that, I and mean, people take the moral high ground too, which I dislike in regards to I'm vaccinated or, mm -hmm. you know, I've got the vaccine, you need to get it too. And like, if you don't get it, you're a bad person. And, mm -hmm. you know, that, is, that whole mindset is so messed up because a lot of the people that are pushing for this have, have neglected their bodies for years, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, they've not looked after themselves, but they're trying to take the moral high ground and think that they're superior. Whereas the other people that may not need the vaccine because they've looked after themselves and then getting punished, right? Or, you know, looked down upon. And, you know, it shouldn't be either of those, right? Mm -hmm. It should be a personal choice on what you'd like to do. And, um, you know, if you want to take it, it should be available. And I think that's fine. If you don't want to, then don't, that, that's it. Um, I think another thing that's been, you know, very you know, swept under the rug is the fact that there's been no talk about suicide rates, right? The mental health impact that lockdowns is having, okay? The amount of money and jobs that people have lost, um, and even the weight that people have actually gained, lockdowns have, like, is the worst thing for people's health because they don't get any vitamin D, don't get any exercise, they order shit food because they're under a lot of stress for, from being isolated. And that's actually made things worse. So when you look at it on the balance of things, you think, well, was this you know whole world lockdown really required to achieve what they wanted to? Absolutely not. I, I don't think they needed to lock the whole world down um, to do this. Um, 
But again, that's where we put our tinfoil hat on and start, you know, questioning things and say, is there something greater at play or is there something else going on? And I used to have some friends earlier, like in the year that I kind of like distanced myself from, but a lot of the people would always like, follow the science, follow the science. And I'm like, you need to think a lot more deeper than that. I'm like, aside yeah. from following the science or, or like, let's say there, who are those scientists paid by? Look at that. How does that not tell you a giveaway of like the like the benefits that are like there's a certain word for it. It's a um, conflict of incentives. Yeah, a conflict of interest. Yeah, yeah. Conf there's a conflict of interest right there. Like you're getting X amount paid to do X things, right? And I yeah, don't know, I and they get incentivized to do it, right? Yeah. So when you look at this, it's all about incentives. And now they're paying people a hundred dollars to get it over here. I'm like that just. I, I just red flags. Library. Yeah, it's just yeah. red flags to me. Every and they're offering you know, like six flags tickets. I'm like, dude. I'm like, I, I. First of all, if I were four, maybe. But yeah, dude, it's. I don't know if you've heard or not, but in regards to um, a few scientists, I think I heard this one from Joe Rogan. I hate that I don't remember who it was, but they were saying that if a vast majority of the population gets a vaccine and it doesn't pretty much kill all the variants, namely Delta and any other possible ones in the future, it can create a super virus that will overtake that and actually be a potential threat as opposed to 99.99. It could be like 10, 100,000 times worse. And that actually scares the shit out of me. I'm like, okay, if it's like 10%, I mean, I'm, I'm still gonna do me, you know, I'm still gonna take care of myself, but that that's scary as fuck, you know? Really? I didn't know that. So there's going to be like a super virus which would increase the death rate in the... Yeah, it'll be like a whole new yeah. virus because it'll be like it'll be like our genetics, right? It'll try to overtake what we've impl implanted on it pretty much. And that, that scares me. I don't know what the time frame on that is or if that'll even happen. I just know that there's not a 0% possibility. But just that possibility being out there, that like makes me a little nervous. I'll send you the clip, but but it's like it was like 15 minutes long. But I was like, oh shit! I'm like, this smells like a fucking recipe for disaster a few years down the road from now. Yeah, I mean that that's a completely different beast, though, right? That you're talking about there. Mm -hmm. That's uh, something that's crazy. I'd be interested to know like how you know the percentage of likelihood of that actually happening, and like more of the data and stuff. Because again, you know. Yeah, people need to read into things a lot more than just, you know, hearing a headline, right? Like yeah. it's the same with, with with everything that happens in 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 the world. It's it's kind of like step back a minute and let's have a look at you know the, the bigger picture and you know what really is going on and, and actually the facts and who's pushing this information because a lot of the time you know a lot of these people like, they want clicks, they want traffic, they want the crazy headline, they want the outrage. Whereas the truth is actually maybe not what it makes out to be, but mm -hmm. the fear then causes people to have a lower quality of life, right? The fear of, of this kind of stuff makes people do crazy things. And, and that's where the world kind of spirals out, out of control. So um, yeah, I hope it doesn't happen, man. I do too, cause I'm like, cause here's the thing, here's what's crazy. When, when COVID first came out, when I saw the reaction in China, I, well, cause I'm, I'm pretty active in the saw market. I got worried. I was actually taking it like really seriously for like two, three months. And then once I realized the actual, the data coming out like three months in, four months in and so forth, then I was like, okay, I got the fucking dick out of my ass. I'm like, all right, like just fucking, I'm like, it's not that bad, but for whatever reason, I'm like, even with people knowing it's 0 0.001 or whatever the fuck it is, people were like, uh, like they were freaking out even more. I'm like, the data's out. How, how can you still be manipulating yourself? How can you let yourself still be, you know, like everything's out. And like you were said, it's it's the fear mongering with the cases and all this and that. And yeah. at the very minimum, I'm like, they're obviously doing it because terror and, and fear creates more anxiety and tension. And that's more revenue because more people are trying to be as informed as they can as much as possible. At the bare minimum, yeah. that, I think it's more than that, but like bare minimum, like interest for, for them. I see that at least, you know? So, and that's, that's just one thing. It amazes me, man. It really fucking does. And everyone's like, like, I'm telling you, you get bullied by society out here now. I'm like, I don't understand. I feel like I'm living in the fucking another dimension right now sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It is wild. Yeah, man. Speaking of the stock market, are you invested in anything? Are you in crypto or what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, so I started getting into crypto at the beginning of beginning of the year. So yeah. um, I actually met a guy who's in in Dubai. Actually, um, he was very like he was very big into crypto, like very successful crypto guy. Yeah. So he actually got me got me into it. Um, so I started, and then I started investing a lot more, which was great. And then obviously there was that crash, wasn't there? Like you know, quite recently. So I actually yeah. luckily took a, took took a few profits before it crashed. Yeah. I held, and now it's kind of slowly going back up. So. Yeah, I think crypto is a, a decent a decent investment. I mean, the, the issue with it is it's so volatile, and um, it changes kind of every day, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the biggest thing. So for me, I'm happy to take that risk because I'm I kind of in my twenties, man. I you know I like the the high risk high reward kind of thing. Um, but my, I think my next investment will be kind of next year into property, man. I really want to get involved into property, mm-hmm. getting some real estate because um, that's always always good. But um, you know, for me, mainly it's the business, man. Like for me, like business is, you know, I, I'm not a big finance guy, but basically, you know, I, I've read some books and watched the videos and they say, you know, the first thing you need is a, a cash flow business. The second thing you need to do is kind of find the right investments and then mm-hmm. you just need to invest into it consistently. And if you want to make more money quite, quite aggressively, and then over time you, you're going to build, you're going to build wealth. Um, so I made the mistake of wanting to do all of these investment things, but not have a cash flow business or not, not, you know, save money or try to earn more money for my job. Um, I just thought all these investments would make me money. But the, 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 I think the number one thing that I've learned is it's really important to increase your income, whether that, whether that's working a nine to five and having a side hustle or trying to earn more money through your business. That's really important because then you can live, you've got your money, then you can invest extras into things like stocks, mm-hmm. shares, crypto real estate all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. i i think <clears throat> i think it seems more complex like on the exterior kind of like the fitness industry right i'm like ultimately it yeah. boils down to like it's really simple and i know you're you're like very like intuitive and you can get the feel and, and you can go with the flow because i know some people that that are really smart but they can't go with the flow and i think that's where you have an advantage because most people are like really like like step one, step two, step three, step four, and like they're like by the book. And if they don't see step four, they're like freaking out, having anxiety attacks and shit. And I'm like, you need to be more adaptive. You need to be like water. You need to be able to flow, turn into fucking ice, steam. You need to be as much of as, as flexible as you can. And I think you have leverage on that, you know. So I mean, I think you're in the right path in regards to that. Um, but do you have just money in Bitcoin or any other cryptos or anything like that? Yeah. So mainly Ethereum, Bitcoin are my main holds, and I've got a few other. Um, you know, we call them shit coins, right? You know, hopefully. Tell me you got Doge. Tell me you got Doge, bro. Doge, I did. I got Doge, uh, and then I think it's down by quite a lot. So um, I bought in at the wrong time with Doge. I kind of bought the hype. So again, as well, like you know, that's a good thing about investing money. It's kind of like you need to learn to lose money. I think it's yeah. important to learn to lose money because you know not everything's going to go your way. And actually, losing money it teaches you that you kind of like don't have this attachment to money. Like whilst I don't think you should throw money away, mm-hmm. you can actually like realize, hey, I lost a bit of money, my life's still okay. Yeah. And I can make more of it. And I don't need to stress out um, as much as, as, as you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes you take more risks, which I think especially in your 20s, you should be doing, right? Like if you wanna push yourself, take as many risks as possible. Um, not stupid ones, of course, but you know, calculate risks that you think can pay off um, mm-hmm. because you know, they could. No, definitely. Um, and in regards to, uh, I like a lot of people give me shit for um, for Doge and all that. But I mean, it's 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 pretty much. Um, so there's a stock market, right? And then there's a there's an ETF that's the stock market that's leveraged three times, right? So it's 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 a lot more volatile as a stock market. And I can, that's the closest thing I can compare Bitcoin and Doge to. They both move in synchrony, and they're both. Uh, either going to go up really hard or, or, or well, Doge is going to go up really hard and and really and, and it'll crash. Same with Bitcoin, it, but it's not to the magnitude. So when, when Bitcoin fell from like 60K to 30K, that was a 50% drop. I think Doge got like crushed by like 80%, but the, yeah. the returns on Doge are a lot more exponential. If exactly, you have any money, yeah. I'd, I'd probably say just throw in some more bucks in there personally. Like I, I'm already, I'm up like 800 something percent on Doge. Like I love really, yeah. even even right now. Yeah, I'm like I ain't selling shit. I'm like yeah, yeah. yeah. Suck my dick. I've had friends that are like take profits. I'm like you can burn in hell. I'm like yeah, I respect that man. You got have balls. Yeah, Dude, yeah. Oh my god. You know how people on the internet are like diamond hands? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm like diamond nuts, baby. Because, hey, <laughs> hey, it was fucking hard when it was like at 20 cents. Like, I was like, I, dude, I, I wouldn't lie to you if I was like, if, if I didn't say I was tempted to sell, but I was like, nah. I just got to stop looking at it, although I didn't really stop. But I was like, it was like just a mental beating. But it's going to surpass its highs. That's that's a fact. And same with Bitcoin. But it's just, it, it's, just uh, it's, it's a higher risk and higher reward than that. Like I said, it'll go up even higher and it'll go down even lower when the time goes. But yeah. in regards to crypto playing it, what you want to do is once it starts accelerating, that's when you want to start to sell in chunks. Like, like, yeah. like if you see, I don't know if you remember, but there was days where like Doge and Bitcoin was up like 20%, Doge was up like 50, 60, 70, 80%. During yeah. those jumps, that's when you want to start selling. That That's like the best piece yeah. of advice I can give you. When they're both up, yeah. Yeah, when they're both of like of solid magnitude, right? Substantially, and, yeah. Yeah, so that that's what you want to do because that's once that happens, that's when the end is near. And then the whole cycle yeah. starts again of the boom and bust. So that that's for anyone listening to that that's the best piece of advice i can give you for me I, yeah and and for me i i don't want to get caught up in the cycles because i'm already I'm, I'm a day trader right so i already deal with that on a morning basis and i'm like it's so much fucking stress that uh for doge i only put a few thousand and i'm like it's doing great i want to let it sit there do its thing uh it's not like i put everything but it was like if it pays off really well like in let's say half a year to a year I'll sell it then. I, like my target to sell is like probably like two, three bucks. And I know that sounds like yeah. insane to a lot of people, but I'm like, no, if you look at the return basis year over year, although even, yeah. even with the fucking 80% dump it had, it was still up like 400%. And people don't realize that. I'm like, you greedy fuck. People look at the micro, right? Too much. Like when you look at the price of Ethereum last year, yeah. okay, compared to now, it's crazy, right? It's yeah. absolutely wild how much it's gone up. Yeah. Same as Bitcoin last year, but people look at the small chart, they're like, oh, I've lost so much in an hour, or yeah. that was so much in an hour. It's like, bro, open up, yeah. right? Like, look at the big picture. Exactly, exactly. And those are people that are, and people don't realize this. I don't know if you, do you know what shorting is? Yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so it's, so there's people that are going to be selling, people that are going to be taking profit, selling into those spikes, like I was mentioning to you, the people that, that's, it's called the smart money. The dumb money is the people that buy, like, near the top and and that's like retail investors and that's fine you can learn from it right but people will sell once it's spiking like crazy and then and then they will buy back when people are panic selling when it's down 60 70 80 percent and that's a smart money getting back in so it's it's yeah. like it's it's kind of like the COVID thing almost right you have to do the opposite of the crowd and then that's where the opportunity lies and that's the exactly. best that's that's what you that's what you got to do man and like i said it's it's a let me see what the fuck doge is at right now uh it's up it's up four percent right now i'm like it, it, this uh, in the past 80 in the past month it's up 80 percent right now and people don't realize that's it because it's making that slow climb right now yeah man that's good i always say red day is a shopping day right because everyone's selling Yes, sir. And it's time for you to get yourself self a bit of a bargain, man. If you if you got some diamond balls, like you say, diamond balls, <laughs> man. Yeah, and, I love I it. Mean, I love it. For uh, for me, I'm kind of like a I, I like I said, I'm really high risk and high reward compared to most people. I'm like, I'm retarded. But uh, what I would probably suggest for people that are listening that I probably want to take like better advice. Not that this is financial advice, but I would probably add like every week if you don't want to deal with the volatile movements and everything like that, right? So put in, I don't know what people can afford to put, but 300, 400, 500 bucks per week. So that way you're averaging on the way down and on the way up, you know? So that way you're not stuck in one solid position. So that way you're, even though it is high risk, high reward, you're still diversifying your portfolio per se, right? Yo, yo, sorry, man. Oh, I'm no back. worries, no worries. Cool, bro. Uh, but one thing that I wanted to ask you as well, have you experimented with fasting by any chance? Fasting? Like uh, skipping breakfast, right? Like Or like long fasts? Yeah, like long fasts. Uh, I haven't experimented, but I, I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so, I mean, I've done kind of the 16-8 approach to fasting. And I mean, it's stuff we do with clients as well. So mm -hmm. this is kind of just a generally, instead of having breakfast in the morning, you wake up, you skip it, and then you have lunch at, you know, 12, 1 p.m. like normal. The benefit of this is really good for calorie restriction. So if your goal is fat loss, then you know you're cutting calories. It's a it's a it's a good, you know, little trick to add in. Yeah. Also, it can help enhance productivity and overall focus in the morning. So mm. for me, I like to do it because 
well, especially when I'm in a fat loss phase, it's good. But also I like to spend like three, four hours in the morning just dedicated to focus work. Mm-hmm. And I find that not having to digest any food, which actually takes energy. People forget that, you know, digestion takes a lot of energy, a lot of enzymes in your stomach to, 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 to break food down. So actually not having that in the morning allows you to focus a lot more, get a lot more work done. And it can make you more productive. So from a both fat loss and productivity standpoint, it's great. Fasting, when your goal is trying to build muscle, I actually don't recommend it. The reason being is it's not optimal for something called MPS, which is muscle protein synthesis. Mm -hmm. And that is essentially a fancy word for um, the potential you have to build muscle. So MPS kind of needs to be spiked every few hours to to get results. So think of it as like a, I don't know, like a, a thing that needs to be spiked in the morning if you don't have any protein it doesn't get spiked so your potential to build muscle goes down mm-hmm. so actually having breakfast will help spike it in the morning and then it stays elevated throughout the course of the day if that makes sense so your potential to build muscle throughout the course of the day is very high mm-hmm. so yeah it, it it doesn't really work for bulking also with the calories too right like when you're trying to build muscle you need to eat a lot of shit right like you need to eat a lot of food to, to get big so um reducing your eating window doesn't really work so yeah i think fast is good again it should depend on your schedule, who you are, your goals, like I said, fat loss, muscle building, if you want productivity benefits, that kind of thing. Um, But overall, I think it's a good approach that you can add in. I don't really do the prolonged fasts. I know some people do that, but I've never really been a big fan of like the 72, 62 hour fast. It's just not something that I think is is very beneficial. So for me, I think just the 16-8 approach is good enough. Got you, no, I definitely agree. I've heard a lot of good things on fasting. Uh, well, for me, I probably shouldn't try it because I am trying to build muscle. Um, aside sure. from aside from being in a calorie surplus, um, I'm 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 getting my uh, my protein intake for sure. I'm getting about like two fifty grams of protein per day. That might be a little bit much, but I'm like fuck it. I'm like I'm gonna go fuck. <laughs> but yeah, uh, for for carb intake, I think I have the fat intake down. But for carbs, how much would you recommend? I've for the past two months, I've been taking about on average per day about like 150 g's of carbs um with the slight surplus i don't know if there's any adjustments or bulk up. i'm trying to bulk up yeah so I, I don't know how many calories how many calories are you eating uh so i'm burning like i'm a crackhead i think the pre-workout does it to me so i think <laughs> i burn like about a thousand to fifteen hundred calories like per sesh with like in two hours because my heart rate's elevated but i'm trying to eat like three thousand to thirty five hundred calories per day so i'm eating a lot and i'm burning a lot so you're only eating 150 grams of carbs? Yes. Should I be eating more? You should, yeah. yeah. So um, you but should be eating 45 to 50% of your diet should be carbohydrates. If your goal is to build, build muscle and, bu- yeah. and bulk up. Um, so I actually keep my carbs the highest when I'm bulking up because carbs is the primary energy source, right? Yeah. So if, the more energy you've got, the heavier you're going to lift, the more yeah. muscle you can build. Um, protein and fat doesn't actually need to be that high. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I'd probably say that recently, like very recently, I realized I'm like, oh, carb is where it's at because I've been pushing a lot harder these past few months than I have in a long time. And yeah, I, yeah. And I was, and I avoided it like a dumb fuck too. Like, like you were saying, if you're trying to build muscle carbs, because I would, I would take in my my, I I was almost accidentally doing like a because I remember I told you last time I was trying to lose weight because I was. I yeah. was about 80 pounds higher. Now I'm like, I, I became a skinny bitch. And I'm like, I, that's ain't it, chief. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to get size with the good size, you know? But yeah, I was just taking in protein and fast, no carbs. And I was like plateaued like a motherfucker. But once I started taking a lot more gra- uh, carbs, I'm like, oh shit. Hell yeah, I could do more, you know? Big difference, man. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But you said 40 to 50%. So would you say maybe like 200 Gs of carbs a day? Because I can do that. That's easy. I, I, I That's really easy. Actually. Yeah. I mean, even if it goes up to 300, man, I would double that carb intake, man. Get up to 300 grams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, protein, one gram per pound of body weight. Mm-hmm. Fats around 25, 30% of total calories. And you'll be good, man, for sure. Shit, boy. I'm, I'm fucking ready, bro. Hey, what's, what, what's an underrated exercise for you? Underrated. Uh, aside from compounds, yeah, something like that. Like I'd probably say like face pulls, probably. But I want to hear like what your what's underrated. Yeah. So I think when it comes to isolations, a face pull is fantastic because a lot of people neglect their rear delts, mm-hmm. right? They do a lot of pressing, even kind of like the side laterals. People do a lot of that stuff, but they don't do a lot of the kind of rear delt. And if you want to build kind of the rounded shoulder and also improve posture, face pulls is really important. So with like the clients I work with, a lot of them have that hunched over posture. So actually doing a face pull like that, 
mm-hmm. opening up their chest, building a stronger kind of trapezius, traps, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, rear delts. It's going to improve posture, make you look more dominant, um, especially when you're going into business meetings and things like that. So um, face ball is a really good one. Try to think of some other underrated exercises. Um, I know it's one that people hate, but like, the, you know, the hip abductor machine, right? Where you do oh, the hip abductors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I hadn't done them for years, right? And I'm a coach, right? So this is bad for me. Like I, I, <laughs> there's parts of my training I neglect, right? Yeah. And I do this and man, like, it's like so painful because the muscles have just not been engaged and you think i can squat heavy man like nearly three times my body weight and like Damn, these okay. adductors right are like yeah. killing me like these girls sit on there right these booty girls and they're yeah. like going like this the whole insult. day bro <laughs> i'm at like the lowest weight and i'm like this is fucking painful man yeah. so you know don't neglect those smaller muscles man like you know rear delts hip abductors yeah um yeah. really important no definitely definitely um uh, for the people that um that are also working out um as a coach how would you recommend people go down um starting from barbell um like would you recommend after barbell and getting your compounds and what, what what's usually like the process for the people that aren't too uh, informed in regard to that sure so again you know after your main compounds you want to focus on isolations which are kind of the single muscle group mm-hmm. um exercises so with that you can do machine work you can do cable work you can do dumbbell work it really just depends to be honest mm-hmm. machines are going to stabilize a lot of your core um and basically not engage it as much you can probably push a bit more weight on the machines which you know can be good if you've got like injuries and things like that mm-hmm. or if you're dieting really low and you just don't, don't have much energy you're going to get more support through machines mm-hmm. now with the cables great thing about cables is they're very versatile so you can adjust them from different angles so you can get the right angle that's kind of at the best advantage to you so if you've got super long arms you can adjust it to however it is if you're really short you can adjust it and that's great you're also going to get tension a lot with the cables too so when you've got cables the tension is on you all the time even when you're all the way down you're never dropping the weight whereas with especially kind of like dumbbells and things like that you can you can drop them down mm-hmm. um so that's kind of the advantage of cables and then with dumbbells i mean the good thing about dumbbells is you can probably customize the angle the most, right? Like you can, you know, you can do a bicep curl from here, from here, you know, you can do a rear delt from there in in front of you. There's so many different angles you can hit it from. Um, And dumbbells are so versatile, right? So you can do squats, you can do bench, you can do whatever with the path raises, okay? You can do, you know, I have clients that do whole workouts with just dumbbells because they're so versatile. So dumbbells are really good. And again, they're gonna build your stabilizer muscles because there's no support there so when you're doing a bench press you're doing a squat your core is having to hold all of that weight up which is going to help develop you um which is going to be good for you going forward mm-hmm. uh on the opposite end of that what's the most um overvalued that that's probably doesn't have a good roi i think i saw you tweet this i think what what, what was it um it's something that's stupid and it's like mental. It's the ones where you're doing- Burpees. Yeah, 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 that was you, huh? Okay, yeah. Those are shitty like ROIs. Do you mind explaining to people why? Yeah, so, so burpees are, it was funny. I put a tweet out on Twitter and it went pretty viral. And yeah, I just got I, I all of these lot, like, yeah. yeah, I got all these body weight CrossFit guys like going at me. <laughs> then I don't know what I'm talking about and all this shit, yeah. man. It was crazy. So, you know, burpees, the problem with burpees is they're so popular and it's coaches that don't really know what they're doing. They're just like, just do burpees, right? Because they're like, it's a full body exercise and like, it makes you sweat and they're hard. So like yeah. basic people think, ah, oh, because it makes me sweat and it's hard. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Whereas that's not the way you should look at things. Like just because things are hard, it doesn't mean that it's optimal for muscle gain or making progress, right? Mm-hmm. So the first problem with burpees is the fact that the biggest issue is you can get injured. Like throwing yourself on the floor repeated times is not a good thing uh you know people say to me <laughs> yeah. people say to me oh well people in the army do it and it's like well you know are you fighting the taliban is karen from marketing fighting the taliban no right okay <laughs> she sits at her desk all day so why does she need to throw herself on the ground yeah. like a marine she doesn't right like yeah. it's so fucking stupid <laughs> so you know you can get injured right so yeah. easily from from doing that because you're throwing your body around it messes up your joints and a lot of people don't do it properly. So when they get when you get fatigued, right, yeah. your form seems to drop. And like these coaches, they say do burpees until like failure. Whereas the, the last few reps are so bad that people are throw, throwing themselves on the floor. They're, they're hurting their bones, yeah. muscles, tendons, all that kind of shit. The second thing is people say, well, burpees is a full body exercise. Well, it's not really a full body exercise because it basically is just your legs, isn't it? Like you do a bit of a push up, but then your legs you jump up. Like 
it, it does work the whole body, but it's not working each muscle optimally, right? Or like putting stress on the muscle enough. Whereas if you do like a, a bench press, that's a compound exercise, but that's really putting emphasis on your chest or like a body weight or, or a, a heavy squat, right? Like that's really working your full body and working your legs. Um, and I just say like the third thing is like people say it's a good cardio exercise. Well, like burpees suck, man. Like yeah. who wants to do burpees, man? You know, like it's like a horrible exercise that can get you injured. There's not really much muscle building benefit. It's like a cross between cardio and um, a muscle building exercise, which is rubbish, right? Like yeah. it's just like yeah. not a good exercise. So for me, I like working smart and I like doing things because they have a high ROI. Um, and burpees is, is not one of those. No, definitely. No, I a hundred percent agree. And it wasn't actually until Twitter that I even realized that, honestly. And that's like, I, I think you were the first one that pointed it out. But I was like, and then I looked in the comments and I'm like, everyone was agreeing. And I'm like, and then I looked into it more on my own. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is right. This is stupid as hell. Look like a fucking flailing fish for no reason at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> What's your preferred method of doing cardio? Yeah, so Not cardio. Not sexy either, sir. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, <laughs> that, I mean, that's everyone's preferred yeah, method, right? 100%, but, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, sometimes people, it only lasts a few seconds, right? So it's not long enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I made this fucking thing that I was like, I, I made this like skit on YouTube that they were like, uh, guys want to make a sex video. And I was like, you mean a TikTok? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, video. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to cardio, I'd say yeah. that, you know, especially if you're doing heavy weight training, I think yeah. walking is really good because, you know, it really, again, improves your posture. It clears your like mental state. Um, it will remove a lot of the lactic acid from your body and it will also help with digestion. So when you do go back to work, you're going to feel, be feeling a, a lot better, right? Like you're just going to be feeling a lot, a lot more refreshed. And it also doesn't like trash your central nervous system. So when you do heavy weight training, your central nervous system takes a bit of a battering, right? And when it takes too much of a battering, that's when like, you know, you can get ill, you can get injured, you feel down, that's not good. So combining like something that's very mentally and physically taxing with something that's very relaxing is like a really good thing, right? Because you're managing that intensity really well. Um, whereas if you're doing lots of heavy weight training and lots of high intensity interval training, bro, like that can really fuck you up. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a walk on the treadmill. It could be going for a hike. It could just be going for a walk on the beach. If you've got that uh, lovely luxury, it could be anything really that, um, hopefully that focuses back yeah. there we go. Um, yeah, it could be anything that's kind of low intensity that, that, that's walking, that's not getting your heart rate up too much. Now I personally really like boxing. So like I've been having oh, a boxing good. coach recently and boxing's very good to do too. Again, cardio, you can do whatever you, you want, really. Like, it's, it's kind of up to you. But it's all about, again, managing that intensity. So even me, like, I feel that when I'm boxing, my shoulder can sometimes just feel a bit tight because, you know, I'm throwing a left jab quite a lot. Now, that can actually affect my weight training. So I have to be careful there. Whereas, you know, with walking, there's there's really not, like, you know, unless you get hit by a bus, you know, nothing's really going to yeah. cause you any, any problem, right, um, yeah. for your weight training. So I'd say definitely walking, but then, you know, any other type of, of high-intensity Cardio is fine, but I would just say be careful with the intensity, potential for injury, that kind of thing. Okay, no, definitely. I, I completely agree. You know who you remind me of on Twitter? Uh, you that? remind me, uh, well, it's because your style, because you keep it legit, you keep it like honest. And dude, it's crazy how people can't, I'm telling you, kind of with the COVID thing, I don't understand why people hate that. Like, it's fucking phenomenal. Oh, there's two things I want to say. There was a fucking fantastic tweet. That was a picture of you, and it was Boris Johnson, and it was like, who are you going to take out their money's from? <laughs> that was a random <laughs> side note, but that was like one of my favorite tweets you ever posted. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that went super viral, man. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. I was like, king out here, dude. But you, <laughs> you remind me of uh, kind of like uh, like Zuby. You know who he is, right? Yeah, I talked to Zuby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Zuby's a cool guy. Yeah, I, I've had him on my podcast before, and oh, um, really? I was actually in, I was in Portugal, um, and he he was coming to Porto, and me and him were going to meet up, but um, our paths didn't cross because he was in a different part of the country. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, man, I talked to him a lot, and I'd say probably over the past year, he's been a big influence on uh, definitely my mindset towards um, definitely what's been going on in the world because mm. Zuby's great because he gets to things before they kind of reach out. Right? Like, I always find like something will happen in the world, and then Zuby's straight on it, but. Like, it's like he's thought about it and he's processed what everyone's 
thought but couldn't really articulate right like he articulates himself very well he's also very thoughtful in what he does because there's a lot of people that give him a lot of shit right and like you know say all this stuff and like give him abuse the amount of trolls he's got for the 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 size of account he's got Mm. is crazy so i think he like the way that he kind of what's the word the way that he just conducts himself is very professional Mm. uh very respectful but he also tells the truth in, in like he just he isn't a fucking bullshitter. He doesn't do this fluffy, wishy-washy stuff, right? He's yeah. just straight to the point. Um, and I'm a big fan of that, man. Yeah, definitely. I definitely rate Zuby. No, me, me, I'm a huge fan of that. And that's why, like, I'm telling you, that's why you're one of my favorite followers on fucking Twitter and Instagram. You keep it as is. You don't give a fuck what people say. And I'm like, that's like, it's so ha- fucking hard to find shit like that, dude, nowadays. Because everyone's like, oh, let me conform to PC culture or this and that. Or, like, he said this and that. Like... I don't know, bro. I, I try to piss people off, like, because they've been doing skits a lot recently. I think this one, this one had, like, uh, like I think, like, 80,000 views. I think it pissed off a lot of people. But it was, like, if, if uh, I, oh, oh, it was, uh, what was it? A wise man once said, if people are sleeping on you, fuck them. And you know who I put the, the quote was from? Bill Cosby. Oh, bro, I bet that rattled, ruffled a few feathers there, mate. Oh, quite a bunch. But, like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sick of conforming. I'm, like, if it pisses people off, I'm, like, I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm, like, Zuby and Ron War fucking my inspirations out here, bro. I'm trying to match <laughs> you guys, dog. <laughs> uh, appreciate that, man. Dude, uh, last thing before I let you go, too. You know what, fucking, uh, one more tweet. You Again, you post the funniest shit. You know what tweet killed me? Which one? Ah, uh, fuck, what was it? It was really recent, too. It, like, destroyed me because I'm, like, I'm 100% guilty of it. And now I'm like, fuck me, I never want to do this shit again. You were like, ah, do I have it over here? I might have it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the people who are at Apple Watch and a night out this <laughs> shit i'm like god damn it i can never wear my fucking apple watch oh bro it's it's hilarious right like um me and my friends were actually out this weekend just like we were going out um and like we were just like we always like go up to girls right and give them give them openers and and, you know give them chat what i don't know what you say in america in the uk we say give them chat or um you know chat them up or whatever it is i don't know what the the phrase is in in america but um basically every girl talking to these hoes they call (laughs) (laughs) to put it politely yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, basically just going up to girls and be like oh how many steps have you done today and stuff like that right if they were an apple watch and i'm like oh okay it's funny because they're just like, like, what the fuck is this guy like asking about my Apple Watch? And like, I'm like pretending to be really interested in like how many steps they've done. And they're like explaining themselves as to why they're like got this watch on. And it's kind of, it's just a hilarious opener. And I think, why are you wearing an Apple Watch on a night out, man? Like, you don't need to do it. And I know so many people do it. And I think that like, they should just have that banner thrown at them, right? Like, that's my, that's my thing. You just, someone needs to ask you how many steps you've done, what your resting heart rate is. Yeah. How much REM sleep you've had, and you know that's it. You know. Yeah. I thought that was a fucking phenomenal tweet. I lost my fucking shit, bro. I was like, dude, this dude just never fucking misses, bro. Alright, man. It was awesome having you on. Where can people follow you? And you also have a podcast now, right? Yeah. So um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter. That's where I'm most active at Ramwa. Same as Instagram. My business is theworkercoach.com and I have an executive optimization program, which you can be a part of if you're an overworked professional and would love to get healthy, fit, transform your mind and body. And yeah, my podcast is, we've actually rebranded since we last spoke. So the Fitness and Business Mastery podcast, um, which again, talks to busy business owners, how they've created success, but also why you know fitness is such an important part of their life. So you can find that on all the, all the major platforms. And Jesus, man, Thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it, bro. No, this, I'm, glad been... you, I'm glad you ha- I had you on. You're one of my favorite guests, man. Hopefully, you come on again in the future. Appreciate you, brother. Anytime, man. Thank you, bro. All right, peace, man. You're-